Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about paid social. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 63. Today we're talking about paid social media. Is that the way of the future? Is that where it's going? Has the free lunch ended? Are we going to find out a little bit more? We are going to find out a little bit more about how we think the free lunch may have ended and why it's ending. If you've missed the social media boat, then maybe it's time to think about jumping on the paid version. Of course, Heather Porter is with me to discuss all things paid social. Hello, H. Hello, Andrew, and hello, everybody. How are you guys all over the world? Hope you are well since we last spoke. Yeah, so, um, so H, we're talking about paid social today. We are always getting this question, you know, people want traffic, they want free mm. traffic, and, you know, up until recently, that was a fair request. People could get lots of free traffic. They had to put in some time. Is there still free traffic around, and... Uh, if not, how much do you have to pay for traffic these days and what are the avenues that people can go down? And I think we'll have a bit of a discussion around all of that sort of stuff today. But yes. before we do that, I want to kick in and ask you what you've been up to this week. What did you learn? Well, it's more of what have I been bombarded with lots <laughs> of fun little spam scam emails. So I thought I'd just bring this up to everybody that's listening as just a way to kind of protect yourself. So this week, my little scam fun emails have been all about PayPal. Obviously not from PayPal, but fake PayPal. And I've been getting loads of these emails saying, um, you know, you just got a, a login from or an unrecognized login from a new location and it puts sort of like somebody's name and details and, and it says click this link to go ahead and, and secure your account now. Mm-hmm. Now, from the untrained eye, when you click on that link, it takes you to a website that looks identical to PayPal. And if you're looking at this, because it, it's all very legitimate. I mean, it, th- these emails do go out from PayPal legitimately when somebody tries to get into your account. But here's what I guess I wanted to bring up or what I learned is, or what I remembered really is inside of my email program, when I get these emails, what's cool is next to the link where it says click here now, there's in a lot of email programs, a little arrow where you can sort of get a, um, you can see the full URL that you're mm-hmm. actually about to go to. Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking in that URL for, for paypal.com and if it's anything else, this goes for any company you get these emails from, like banks and stuff. If it's anything else, do not click on the link. And if you accidentally click on the link and you're on the website, look in your browser, look up to the URL and see what the URL actually says. And if it's anything different than the company, like forward slash something weird, even if it's like, um, you know, safesite.com dot PayPal dot something something and there's PayPal in it, still don't trust it. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah. How do you spell PayPal? <laughs> P-A-Y-P-A-L-Y. Well, I've been – no, this is serious because I've been getting emails from a company that that has spelt it. These are the, these are exactly the same things <laughs> you've been speaking about. Yeah. P-A-Y-P-E-E for elephant, P-E-L. So, so 
Like, but so you look at it, and quickly you look at the the P and the Y and the L, and it says, yeah, it looks like it's PayPal, right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking this is legitimate. You click on the link, and it looks like PayPal. It smells like PayPal, <laughs> but it's yeah. not PayPal. But they've yeah. they've changed one letter in their URL, and um, and that would that was all that was different. That little E, and I'm like, wow, these guys are good. Yeah, oh, it's happening all over the place with uh-huh. all sorts of companies. Like I just got another email today from um, Louis Vuitton, the you know the fashion label, and it looks just like it, but it takes you to knockoff site. Mm. You know, it's it's amazing. So, just be aware as more and more of these dodgy operators are out there using the internet. Just be aware of what you're clicking on, and don't give your details out until you absolutely are certain that that URL is proper. Like it's right. It's the company that you're meant to be on. And outside of that, just just trash it. Don't you know? Don't pay attention. I do. I do. I do want to say though that yeah. um, there are com- a lot of companies do actually send out legitimate emails to let you know that if someone's trying to get into your account from another city or a state or a country, that there are legitimate emails from companies. I got one yesterday. I was logging onto Hootsuite and um, I was on my iPad and I was tra- I was I was traveling around. I wasn't traveling too far, but I wasn't at home in my normal spot. And um, it said, hey, there's someone trying to log into your Hootsuite account from a different IP address. Is it you? And, and sure enough, it was me. So yeah, these are not all spam emails. They are there for a reason. That's really to make to sure. Well. And I think these spammers are preying on people being scared. Wow, I've got to get in and change my password because someone's trying to uh, hack my site. And as soon as you click on that link, then you're down that rabbit hole. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and on that case, I guess whenever you're in, in doubt, like for I did get one of those PayPal emails like a year ago when somebody actually was legitimately trying to hack into my account. When in doubt, and this is what I did, I actually went to the contact tab in PayPal and I called them. I said, mm. I got this email. I don't want to, you know, I don't know if it's real or not, but I would like rather talk to a person about it. So you can do that as well. You know, I think PayPal now have a, a tab on their site. That mm-hmm. says if you've been, this is they call this a phishing scam. P H I S I N G. They usually call it phishing. It can be a few different names, but I think on this site it says if you've been attacked by a phishing scam, attach the email here so they can go and um, help. Look it up. They'll, they'll get they'll get those email addresses black blacklisted. I'm thinking from various providers, but um, yeah, yeah let, let PayPal know if that's if that's you. So, Andrew, what have you come across? Well, you know, funnily enough, it's been on the same note. Um, There's a virus that I was sort of made aware of recently called the Crypto Locker Virus. Crypto Locker (laughs) Virus. Now, all these viruses, they all seem to do the same thing. Get into your computer, get rid of it all, empty it out, and then walk away. So, this one, though, is a little different. What it does is it actually... Uh, gets into your computer system and then it locks everything up, right? It just closes down and locks it up and it asks for a ransom. Mm -hmm. You've got to pay money whether you pay, whether they ask you in in cash to send it to some offshore account or um, Bitcoins or even taking Bitcoins as well as payment. Um, (laughs) And once you've paid it, they'll unleash that virus and then you're back free again. Now, these sort of viruses have been around for a long time and People have been trying to make these work for a long time, and they haven't really um, got it to work so far yet. But recently, this new virus seems to have uh, worked out how to do it, and it's uh, it's grabbing a few people. And uh, these these people are making a bit of money out of these ransom notes, which is pretty crazy. There's more than that as well. There's people that are actually going in, getting phishing for passwords or guessing or however they do it, and then they actually go into your domain registrar 
and they get into your domain and they'll actually change the server. Mm. <laughs> they'll actually claim ownership of your website and you know what happens when that happens? Your emails. Because then they can get into right. emails, and then um, they, they'll hold you ransom to give ownership back to you. And it's it's pretty scary what's happening. So, I guess really on this whole safety pre session that we're talking about, just have the wits around you and make sure your passwords are not things like, or your usernames are not things like admin, mm-hmm. and your passwords are not your name and your birth year. You yeah, know, like yeah. really start to lock down your stuff better so you're protecting yourself. The old wild west of the internet. Yes. Mm, <laughs> That's right. Crazy. So right. paid, paid yeah. social. Let's talk about paid social. Like, what are what are the? Well, let's give a quick rundown of where we think it's going. Because you know, I'm a big believer that the free lunch has been good for a lot of people, but the free lunch is almost over. You know, Facebook have come out and said that you got to pay to play if you're a business page, and you want to get found in the news feeds of your fans. You're going to have to pay for that privilege these days. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have built their business around Facebook and all of a sudden Facebook woke up and said, eh, let's change. Uh, we don't like what we're doing. We need to make some more money. We have stakeholders to please. Uh, we need to make some more cash. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you and I, we've seen, we've already seen the new layout for Facebook pages. They're starting to roll out already. Um, heavy accent on advertising once again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're gearing up to make sure that that's what they're doing. They're making you pay to play. Uh, and it's not just those platforms, you know, Instagram, Pinterest is about to launch ads. Um, and we'll talk all about that in a minute, but that's where it's at. You know, people are starting to realize that it's not free anymore. Although essentially the app is free. The platform was free, but to use it effectively, it's going to cost you money. And you know what? I'm in two minds about it. I mean, I actually don't see it necessarily as a bad thing, and this is why. So first of all, um, you know, the Google AdWords and the banner ads and all those things are getting more expensive and harder to manage and not as big a return. And I think the reason why is because people are now, like we've discussed before, they're no longer so much engaged in, say, living on their desktops and their Google.com and their websites, but they're more on mobile devices, which are social media apps. Uh So the idea that we're now doing advertising in these areas makes sense, but also for ads, what I love about them is you can get so incredibly targeted. If you're just doing a post and it's unpaid, you, it's just going to your followers. But an ad, you can say exactly the interests, exactly the country, the language, the age range, the sex, all of it, of the person you want it to target. So it's actually, it's, they're amazing and they're powerful when used right. So, so let's, I want to just clarify, take a little step back about this because yeah. people are out there, and, I, and I'm getting this question all the time, but how do they know that I like that? Or how do they know if I'm a male? <laughs> how do they know this? Like, I, I never told them. Um, let's just give a rundown of how, how people have been telling them uh, and how they've been putting this big data together on, on a dossier on every single person that's, <laughs> that's ever logged on to Facebook. It's all in your profiles, really. I mean, and I think we always forget that. Like when you long time ago filled out your Gmail and you got a Gmail or a YouTube account, it actually asked you your your sex and your location, all these things that you probably forgot that you filled in, plus Facebook as well. I mean, gosh, it's been so long since I opened my Facebook account. I can't remember what they, what they ask. Mm. But, you know, all these sites have a way of sort of, I guess mixing up their data and sharing data with each other on demographics. So yeah. when you're in 
YouTube and, you know, you have an account there. Google knows a lot about you and it shares it wherever you're going with cookies and, you know, all that fancy stuff that they do. But the other other thing that they do is every time Mm. you go to a page and you say, oh, I like that page or I like that athlete or I like that musician, I'm going to click on like or I like that song or, you know, radio Mm. station says click on like our like this song. Um, Every time you do that, it's data that's being collected. Now, what they also do is they start cross-referencing it and they say, uh, and, and yeah, Amazon do this. If, if you've ever bought a book on Amazon and, and down the bottom will say, people who bought this book also bought this book, right? So they're looking at going, well, what's the common theme here? And this is how these guys do it. If they know that you've liked, you know, a certain style of music or certain style of genre or bands, yeah. they're going to say, well, if you've liked those four bands, then these other three play the same sort of music and all of your friends have also liked these other three, it's fair to say that you would probably like these bands too, right? <laughs> so then if you were to tar- if someone was to target um, an ad for people that like a certain style of music and they only put those three bands in there, there's a fair chance that your name will come up into that list because you are cross-referenced with the other stuff that you like plus what your friends like as well. Yeah, your social circles. And like as a person listening to this, it's kind of scary when you think about that. But as a business owner, it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're right. It's scary. It's it's, uh, scary that they know this, but at the end of the day, they never broke into your account to do it. It's all been voluntarily given to them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I say this all the time, be careful about what you do online. If you don't want other people to know about what you do online, then either don't do it or take measurable actions to to hide what you're doing or or that information. You know, I you know, there's certain things I know. Um, I know people won't post photos of their kids or talk about their kids online because they don't want people looking at it, yeah. um, which is fair enough. And, and they follow that through all the way. And you know, if someone takes a photo of their kid and they want to post it on Facebook, they get really upset because they're like, "Hang on a minute." They, my boundaries are I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to be part of what people see. So um, you got to think about if you're out there playing around and you know, even th- little things like letting other people tag you on photos, mm. that can be a dangerous thing too. And, and I don't want to turn this into a privacy discussion, <laughs> but um, but it's it's that's the information that's been collected. You know, if you're yeah. tagged at an event with somebody and you and you let that tag happen because you gave permissions in your privacy and then someone wanted to market to all of the people that were fans of that event then your name would be appearing in front of those ads or those ads would be appearing in front of you because somebody tagged you at an event that they're, they're marketing to exactly so now flipping this on the other side i suppose looking at the paid um, aspect of this this as a business owner and you're trying to reach a certain market this is why ads are exciting and yes. also inexpensive i mean it's it's still you can get a click on an ad for you know in some cases as low as 10 cents mm-hmm. and upwards you, you can get them in the dollar range really but kind of like i guess what we've been finding is we're at least for me i know lately it's been sort of around anywhere from 20 to 40 cents depending on what it is we're promoting mm-hmm. uh, per click per click so Look, it's it's I guess with paid ads you think of it like this, if you really want to reach a specific market, which of course you do because you're in business, uh-huh. they're the easiest, fastest ways to get traffic into your business because it takes literally no time to create one and a very short amount of time to get it approved from these different platforms and then suddenly you're starting to get traffic. Yeah, you're saying different platforms. Um, and most people know that the Google you can do AdWords on Google and everyone's heard of Facebook ads now. Is that, are they the only two? 
Or is there more? Um, there are more. There are more. And you and I were just talking about Twitter ads. There's stumble upon ads. So all those big social media sites, even YouTube, they all have their own advertising channels inside of that platform. And the reason, again, why they work is because they are collecting data on people and you can really easily reach your target market. Yep. Pinterest, uh, Pinterest ad platform is rolling out as we speak. Instagram has ads that you can use. LinkedIn has had ads for a long time. Yep. We've found LinkedIn ads are a little bit more expensive Harder. than some of the others, but they're definitely out there. So nearly all of the social platforms now, YouTube uses Google ads you know, across the bottom of the videos. Every one of them except Google Plus, interestingly enough, has ads. <laughs> Probably because it's not popular enough yet. They don't want to turn people away. Uh, yeah, I think they've got other. Me- I think there's other methods behind Google not having ads on that particular platform. Sure. Here, my big prediction is that people will leave the platforms like Facebook because there'll be too many ads, and they'll go to Google Plus because there's no ads. But yes. Google will get them. What goes around comes around. They'll all be part of the free stuff, but the information that's being collected from Google Plus profiles will be super powerful for targeting in other methods. So let's talk about uh, some paid ads and just some of the things we've learned which are actually working in them um, as far as like I mentioned earlier to you about StumbleUpon and we yeah. even are seeing Instagram ads pop up and things like that. Mm-hmm. What is the key theme I suppose to keep in mind when you're looking at paid ads in social? Do you want to start? What do you think? Well, oh, okay. okay. Go, go for you it. Start, you start. Okay. <laughs> I think one. Of, I think one of the things is that people now are very used to ads. They're, they're knowing what an ad is. They know what it looks like. They know what it smells like. They know what it's designed to do. So they're getting savvy about it. The ads that we're finding working are the ones that are delivering content right. that are. Well, they're ads that are disguised as content, but they are offering some sort of value. People look at it and go, "Hey, I got something out of that ad. I got a, I got a, an image, or or, um, or it's not even asking me to buy anything. It's just giving me information that makes me want to look and find out more." So, what ads? What what's happening with ads these days? It's almost like a two or three step process. It's like a a little information piece, and you think, "Oh, that's cool. I'm interested in that." Maybe another information piece that gets you really interested, and you're thinking, "Wow." I want to go and check out something more. And then the next time you see it, it's like, oh, there's that thing again. I want to go and find out more. I'm going to go buy the product. So it's almost like a snack, snack, and then chomp sort of thing. So we're finding content is being a really is being very effective for as far as ads go right now. And I've heard the, the words used micro content. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking about posts, it's almost like an underlying strategy in your business where you have your, your bigger blog posts content or your podcast or things like that, you have your micro content, which is all strategically laid out in your social and different languages almost because Instagram is photos and hashtags and, you know, everything kind of has a different feel. But the the underlying theme is like what you're saying. It is content driven and also image driven in, in image driven in such a way that we're kind of stepping away from those salesy images and mm. more into inspirational, beautiful images about sunsets or, you know, like real images that people want to share and see online. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly changing and it's it, it would pay just for you to, if you're ever contemplating doing ads, paid ads, just watch ads for a week. Watch the ads that are coming yeah. up and seeing which ones grab you more than others and see which ones you may not even recognize as ads disguised as content and you'll be amazed and thinking, wow, how do they do that? How do I make my ads appear like them? It's a really good point. 
And one thing I thought I'd share as well, because I thought this was quite interesting. So there's a site called Stumble Upon. We've talked about it before. And it's one of those um, bookmarking sites where you take your URL of your website, of your um, blog post, and you stick it in there and it kind of puts it out. You can actually do ads in there as well where you have your page from your website pushed out through StumbleUpon. And it's interesting because I actually put up a blog post that had a sales salesy nature to it to test and they turned it down. They said it's too salesy. So what I find interesting, interesting about that is they're being very protective and they really do want to have only ads that, again, are back to good content. Now, I, want to, I just so, want to clarify something. Mm. We would never write a blog post that was too salesy, would we? Us. Was, that, was, it, was it our blog post we were doing? No, it was not ours. That's what <laughs> no. I'm clear. I just want to make sure people know we, we don't do salesy no, no. blog posts. It was not ours. No, good. So, um, just no. checking, just checking. <laughs> good thing you brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> no, but, but basically what's interesting about this is, is then that got me thinking, well, okay, so if you were to place ads on these types of sites, again, from that content mindset, how might you then actually convert? How do you actually get somebody to take the next step? And that's, we've talked so many times about having your opt-in in place on your site, like having somewhere on your site where people can, can easily take that next step with you and sign up for your email list or, you know, follow your social accounts. So when you're doing ads to these, you know, types of platforms and having a blog post, just make sure that that blog post has the next step on the blog post, but more subtly, you know, it's not throughout the whole page. Bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, just out of interest, how hmm. expensive are stumble upon ads? Well, in this case, you could get a post sent out to, I think it was 12,000 targeted eyeballs for $25. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. still it, it, more, I'm more on the inexpensive range as yeah. far as things are going. So I'm still going to be looking into it because I think it's an interesting new up-and-coming thing that could potentially be really good. Yeah, they've had it for a little while, I think, um, StumbleUpon, but it's it's not as not, hasn't been as popular. It's been sort of under the radar. So let's not tell too many people about that, shall we? No, shh. <laughs> pretend I just never between, said that. Just between us and the other 70-odd countries <laughs> yes, that are listening exactly. to this podcast right now. So what else, I guess? If, so if I'm listening to this, Andrew, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I've never done a social paid ad before what, mm-hmm. what do you think i should do first i would start with facebook you know Same. facebook's one of the one of the easiest ones to get started they're, they're making their ads editor their platform their dashboard a lot easier for people um you know you follow the rule it says what do you want to do do you want people to get more likes on your page do you want people to engage with you more do you want people to go to a website you know you might have a sales page somewhere that you want to send people so it basically asks you once you click on uh, which piece you want them to do and uh, then it then it says okay well, let's talk about what do you want the headline to say what's in the body of the ad what sort of image do you want are we going to pull it out from your news feed that you've already created so you basically mm-hmm. follow the steps uh, and then it asks you okay let's talk about interests where do you want to target the ad and this is where you know, as we said at the start, this is where you can get super, super targeted people. You can even target one person if you want yes. to. This, this is a, it's a little freaky, but you can target one person. You can say, I want to run an ad for that person. I want to get their attention. And yeah. you can run an ad for them. So, you know, it's it's interesting to uh, see how targeted you can get. Very, very, very good. Uh, but you know what? It's also good to just find out how many people actually are in like if you're ever thinking about creating a post about some content you wanted to find out how many people actually like that particular piece of content that 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 
interest, you can always start to run an ad and it'll tell you how many people are likely to see that ad, which gives you an indication of how many people like that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, and I, I think one thing I'd like to kind of, I guess as we start to close down, I, I want to say one thing to keep in mind is this, and I think this is where a lot of people struggle with paid. They get it in their mind that the person they're trying to promote to is just like a person on paper rather than a holistic living human that shops at certain stores, buys certain brands, eats certain food, does certain workouts, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh And they get fixated on the fact of I'm going to promote interests of people, uh, you know, of just my competitors, for example. So just Uh constantly trying to send ads to people that like your competitors' pages. Uh Where instead, a very powerful way of doing this is actually by doing interests of what that avatar that demographic actually likes. So as an example, if you're a life coach and you're trying to promote your services, of course, people that like Oprah or O Magazine, people that like, um, say, like Shape Magazine or mom, Moms from Home, Moms that Work from Home, you know, uh-huh. things like that. You want to think, broaden your horizon and think holistically about where they're shopping and what they're actually engaging with and it's so much more powerful that way because then now you're suddenly like you were saying before you're going out and crossing over into different social circles that way mm-hmm. yeah definitely one thing i do want to bring up is that twitter has got a pretty solid ad platform too right now uh, mm. and you can get out into some pretty good traffic and targeted traffic too as well they let you do a lot of targeting on twitter as well these days so it's worth almost having a look at twitter ads as well, just wanted to mention that because people are starting to really take off on some Twitter ads. So check that out if you're interested as well. So here's what I would do if I just listened to our podcast and I was new at this. I'd go into Facebook and i go to the ads manager and I would put an ad up in there. And I think what I would recommend is you start by doing some page likes. There's different types of ads in there. So doing some page likes and looking at promoting maybe a couple um, or doing um, post engagement. And then from there, I might check out uh, Twitter ads is the second thing I'm yeah. thinking. Um, but here's one thing I do want to say, and yeah. we haven't said this actually, is that don't run an ad and then leave it and set it and forget it. It's not like that anymore. You can't, not the gone the days where you could run a, a newspaper ad and you had the same ad running for six months in a row. Um, you've really got to be measuring and testing what you're doing. And even if it works in the first minute of the ad, it will die a very quick death anyway because people will get used to it, ad blindness. So you either want to change the ad around if you're targeting the same people or change the people that you're targeting to to a different demographic and see how that goes. But always be testing, always be measuring it because it's going to change. If people get this, um, you know, if you look at Google search now, We've been conditioned to Google search so much that the right-hand side doesn't really rate a glance anymore for a lot of us because we're used to it. So if if you're running ads, run them with the idea of going back and seeing how the results are almost daily at the start, I would say. Just just glance, just have a look at them. Go in and see, is it dropping off or is it getting better? Uh, Because there'll be a time when it does drop off and that's when you want to start changing a thing maybe it's an image maybe it's the headline maybe it's the body of the text maybe it's the targeting that you you want to look at uh it could even be the age group same leave the same interest and change the age groups around but start doing things like that so you can really get a handle of what's what works and what doesn't Um, i know you and i have tested um sometimes we'll test videos versus images and find that 
um, videos get played a lot, but no action gets taken, or an mm. image an image gets viewed and shared, but no comments. Whereas a text, you know, a text post, all we're doing is running an ad for a quote or, you know, a piece of a tip or a piece of information. And what's happening is that people are commenting and talking about it, but they're not sharing it, um, yeah. or they're not uh, they're not liking it. They're just commenting on it. So have a look what works for you. Each industry is going to be different and it's going to be one of those things you really want to test and measure. And I'd suggest to try all three of what you just said mm. and rotate them because each one that you said gets different results. And if you're you using all three at the same time, then you're going to get engagement, you're going to get shares, you're going to get comments across all of them, which is what you want. <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and I guess one last thing that I, I just wanted to share listening to you there is that when what I have found recently with ads is that sort of three to four days is the sweet spot before you want to go in and change them. Mm. And the first day I generally just let them sit and don't do anything because they almost have to like take hold. Mm. The second day is when I go in and actually really start to look at the figures and see, is it working? Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's just me. That's what I've been finding recently at least. So so, so. You, you said the first thing that people should do if they listen to this podcast yeah. today was go and go and run the ads. The second thing they should do is go and leave us a review. I like that. Yes, of course. That is what I said. <laughs> no, no, no. Do the ad first and then come back and leave us yeah. a review and tell us how how, how valuable this information was. So if you, are, <laughs> if you are listening to us on iTunes, give us a review. We'd love to see a review. We've just got uh, a couple this week too. So exciting to see reviews. But another exciting thing that I do want to tell people about or I want you to tell people about is our online master plan series. Yes, we're so excited. It's oh. actually finally arrived to the world Happy. and it all starts next week actually so that is uh what's that date range second week of uh, second week of april yeah second week of april so online masterplanseries.com is where you can sign up to get some free videos and a couple free really good traffic worksheets that you'll love for your business uh so Come on over and check that out because you will, you're will you going to see Andrew and I in video and some of our experts that are also teaching social media strategies and we'd love to see you in there. Yes, so come on over, onlinemasterplanseries.com. Love to see you. If you've got anything else, if you want to go and check out the show notes from today, you can go to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcasts. Check out the resources tab there or the show notes on today's podcast, which is number 63. You can get all the information there. Hey, it's been a pleasure. We could have spoken a lot more about paid ads, and I'm sure that we will down the track because there are actually, I think we counted 67 different ways to pay for traffic online. So maybe we'll go through those 67 one day. That'd be fun, yeah. <laughs> um, so have have a fun week. Um, look forward to seeing you on Online Master Plan Series as we launch next week. And take care, everybody. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.